It's Wednesday night here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And since it's Wednesday, and it's time for one of our crazy shows, and tonight it's Food Fascinations. Before we get started, I'll just go ahead and make the intros. I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Stream. I'm currently joined by Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. And for those of you that are wondering, I've asked Oddball Stream to post tonight because I've been under the weather for the last few days, and... I'm also doing research for our uh, Secrets of the Unknown episode next week. I've got something cooking in the pipeline. I think you guys are going to like. Yeah. In other words, we got some cooking. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in other words. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, our easy magician, she'll be joining us in a few minutes. She's she's finishing some kitchen cleaning, and you know how it is, life first. But anyway, <laughs> we hope you, we'll, we'll put you this way. I'm going to give you an early warning right now. Um, if you have just eaten dinner, you might not want to listen to this episode because tonight we're going to go, we're going to possibly gross so many people out because we're going to have the most disgusting foods on the planet. So seriously, it's like, I mean, it's, I'll put it this way. It's like trying to watch the first 10 minutes of Princess Mononoke after just eating lunch. Oh my. And trust me, I did that, and I almost threw up. <laughs> because if you have seen Princess Mononoke's first ten minutes, you know why. <laughs> All right. So anyway, what I'm going to do is uh, there's a there's a website called the Disgusting Food Museum. <laughs> I'd like to know what that place is. Let's see. Okay, you'll have to bear with me. My internet's been playing, playing some games with me. Oh, there we go. Yeah, let's see. It looks like, the, let's see. It looks like it's in, I guess, Sweden, Swedish and English. Let's see. Buy tickets. Let's see. <laughs> Got me curious here. All right. Let's be close on Monday and Tuesday. All right, but let's see. All right, so I'm going to put this in the chat. By the way, um, the BTR chat room is not working again tonight, but I've already let Einstein know she's fully aware of this, so... But yeah, our, our chat room has not been working for the last couple nights. All right. So anyway, um, 
This is on the website. Food is so much more than sustenance. Curious foods from exotic cultures have always fascinated us. Unfamiliar foods can be delicious or they can be more of an acquired taste. While cultural differences often separate us and create boundaries, food can also connect us. Sharing a meal is the best way to turn strangers into friends. The evolutionary function of disgust is to help us avoid disease and unsafe food. Disgust is one of the six fundamental human emotions. I didn't know that. While the emotion is universal, the foods that we find disgusting are not. What is delicious to one person can be revolting to another. Disgusting Food Museum invites visitors to explore the world of food and challenge the notions of what is and what isn't edible. Could changing our ideas of disgust help us embrace the environmentally sustainable foods of the future? Well, let's see. The exhibit has 80 of the world's most disgusting foods. Adventurous visitors will appreciate the opportunity to smell and taste some of these notorious foods. Do you dare smell the world's stinkiest cheese or taste sweets made with metal cleansing chemicals? Ew. <laughs> okay, that's basically gross. Oh, yeah. Ah, and here's the location. The Disgusting Food Museum is in Kvartaret, Karoli. It looks like it's Sweden. <laughs> That'd be a good place for us. Yeah. That's in the season. All right. Let's see. There's a gallery here, but I hope there's like... Oh, my God. Fruit bat soup? Okay. Let's see. There's pork with a with a little with a baby pig with a bunch of needles. Okay. Oops. Come back here. There's natto. Looks like something real disgusting. Let's see. Fruit bat soup. Ooh. Spicy rabbit heads. Okay. Ooh. And it looks like it's some kind of burned animal. <laughs> then we have licorice. Licorice? Well, then again, it's not exactly the most friendly food either. Let's see. They also have, let's see, surstorming fermented herring from Sweden. Oh, here it is. Kui is roasted guinea pigs from Peru. Oh, that would not sit well with our joker. <laughs> Let's oh, see. no, definitely not. Let's see. Then we have Marzu. Oh, brother. Maggot-infested cheese from Sardinia. <laughs> then we have stinky tofu, pung- pungent bean curd from China. Then we have hockery, well-aged shark from Iceland. And, of course, the infamously stinky fruit from Thailand known as durian fruit. But yeah, let's see. This is But you know, there's not a lot here. It's just it's basically it's just some of the wait, seriously is this open? You can actually open a disgusting food museum? Really? <laughs> Okay. Wow. 
a chance to actually open one. That might not be a bad idea, but I don't know if I want to do that here <laughs> since we're so used to eating food anyway. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, there's a whole bunch of different websites that have, like, disgusting foods. Let's see. Uh, here's a good start. The Drinks Business. Yes, there's a website called The Drinks Business. Okay, yeah, I know about the cookies. Thank you. Okay. And let's see, this actually was talking about the that disgusting food museum. It's in Malmo, Sweden. So all right. Um, Oh, I see. The Disgusting Food Museum will open Wednesday to Sunday between October 31st and January 2018. And then, let's see. Now, I'm trying to... No? Hmm. Oh, there it is. Next page. Oh, okay. It's the slideshow. All right. Yeah, there's fried fruit bat specialty in Indonesia. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is a good one. Bull penis! Oh, my. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Yep, that's right, folks. We got bull penis. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yep, let's see. Go to the next one. Yep. All right. <laughs> this is going to make you laugh. Many cultures believe that by eating penis of any kind imbues the diner with virility, health, and power. Most simply as a source of lean protein. Bull, ox, yak, and buffalo are among the most commonly eaten, particularly in Eastern cultures, including China and notably Beijing. There is a restaurant in the capital called Guoli Zhuang, dedicated to serving penises of all kinds, from bull and buffalo to seal and snake. According to those familiar with the delicacy, penis tends to taste tough and sinewy and benefits from being braised or slow cooked. Um, I might pass on that one. <laughs> I pass on that entire place. There's no way in hell I'm eating any kind of penis. Yeah. Then we have Casio Marzu or maggot cheese. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yep. Casu marzu, translated literally as rotten or putrid cheese, is a Sardinian specialty made from sheep milk cheese. It contains live insect larvae, or you guessed it, maggots, which are introduced to the cheese in order to promote an advanced level of fermentation to break down the cheese's fats. This allows the cheese to mature beyond typical fermentation to a stage of decomposition, brought about by the digestive action of the larvae of the cheese fly... Pyophilia casei, C-A-S-E-I, I don't know how to pronounce The result is a softening of the cheese with some liquid brown known to seep out. Uh, pass. Hard pass. Yeah. Very hard pass. Then we have century eggs. <laughs> all right. Okay, come on. Don't play games with me, all right? There we go. A delicacy throughout Asia, the century egg, also known as preserved egg, 100-year egg, and 1,000-year egg, is made by preserving duck, 
chicken, or quail eggs in a mixture of clay, ash, salt, quicklime, and rice hulls for several weeks to several months. Through this process, the yolk turns a dark green or gray in color and develops a pungent flavor due to the hydrogen sulfide and ammonia present. The white becomes a dark brown, translucent jelly with a salty flavor. Uh, no. I like my eggs hard-boiled or scrambled. I don't want the... Let's see. And now this is one I've actually seen in some of the food stores over in Atlanta. Durian fruit. Oh, a commonly known, you know, known disgusting food, durian fruit is renowned for its pungent odor and is most common in Thailand, Indonesia, and Malaysia. While it is considered the king of fruits in many cultures, many find its overpowering aroma to be unpleasant, described as being similar to rotten onions, turpentine, and raw sewage. Due to its persistent odor, the fruit has been banned from many hotels and residences throughout Asia. And uh, I'll tell you this. Speaking of raw sewage, if we finish the, if we finish this, there's actually a story out of California that's got to do with a with a with a with an overturned truck and some raw sewage. <laughs> Trust me. All right. The next thing is that fruit bat. Fried fruit bats are a common food source in the Pacific Rim in Asia, including Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, and Guam, due to their low-fat content and high protein. That makes sense. They're prepared in a number of ways, cooked with green chili or deep-fried whole. In Guam, Mariana fruit bats, or Teropus marianus, are considered a delicacy, while the flying fox bat species was made endangered due to being hunted there. The 1999 version of the Oxford Companion to Food states that the flavor of fruit bats is similar to that of chicken and that they are clean animals living exclusively on fruit. Apparently, a bat emits a strong odor similar to urine, which can be lessened by adding beer, garlic, or chili. So yeah, I want I like to order some fried um some fried fruit bats uh with some uh marinated beer, please. <laughs> it's like I'll pass. Then we have kale pache. Now, kale pache is a traditional dish common to countries including Afghanistan, Albania, Armenia, Bulgaria, and Mongolia. Oh, boy. It refers to stew made from boiled cow or sheep parts, which could include the head, feet, and stomach. Variations of the dish exist from country to country. In Iran and Afghanistan, this is made with a sheep's head, including the brain, and trotters seasoned with lemon and cinnamon. It's typically eaten for breakfast. Uh, sorry, I'll stick with my uh, peanut butter checks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll, I'll stick with my egg whites. Yeah. Then we have Kopi Luwak. Okay, Kopi Luwak, or civet coffee, is made from part-digested coffee berries eaten and defecated by the Asian palm civet. Oh, God, okay. Fermentation occurs as the berries pass through a civet's intestines, and after being defecated with other fecal matter, they are collected and brewed in one of the world's most expensive coffees. <laughs> coffee uh. and clean. Yeah. Coffee aficionados claim the process has two benefits. The civets choose to eat only certain berries, meaning only the best are used, while their digestion is thought to be positively to positively alter the composition of the coffee cherries. A 125 pound, uh, gram bag 
of Kobe Luwak is on sale at Harrods for 250 pounds. Let me see what that is. Hold on. 125 grams and 250 pounds as in, let's see, 250 pounds, oops, in dollars. It's three hundred one dollars and twenty nine cents. That's the L. It's one hundred twenty five grams. One two five and oh my gosh, one hundred twenty five grams is only point two eight pounds. So for something that's nearly that's barely. Point like point three pounds. That thing is more than three hundred bucks. Ooh, that two reasons to fast right there. <laughs> oh my, that is expensive. All right. Oh boy, this gets even crazier. Mouse wine. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> like I said, if you're getting grossed out, we warned you at the start. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, mine's been fully digested, so I'm good. Anyway, another specialty in China and also Korea, mouse wine is made by infusing rice wine with baby mice. It's made by dropping live two-day-old mice into a bottle and leaving them to ferment for roughly a year. It is considered a health tonic. It's thought to be a particularly effective remedy for asthma as well as liver de- diseases, and it's said to taste not unlike gasoline. After the wine has been drunk, the mice are often eaten. And it's like, uh, no. <laughs> Definitely pass. I don't even drink wine. Don't expect me to drink this one. All right, this is natto. Natto is a traditional breakfast food in Japan. Made from soybeans fermented with Bacillus subtilis var- variant natto. It is an acquired taste due to its powerful smell, strong flavor, and sticky, slimy texture. It is typically served with soy sauce, karashi mustard, and Japanese bunching onion. Funny thing is, if you look, look that disgusting. So. And then... Sukalu Sardu. Let's see. Finally, we have Sukalu Sardu, another Sardinian cheese, made in such a unique way that only a handful of companies are even allowed to produce it. It's made by taking the stomach of a baby goat, which is then tied at one end with a rope and left to mature with all of its contents of mother's milk, the raw goat's milk. The cheese is then aged for at least two to four months and then eaten sliced on bread, including the stomach or fried in lard. Okay, I think I'll pass on that too. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, now I think I found something that might work even better. The fifty weirdest foods from around the world. Let's see, let me double check this. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this will work. And here's the best part. This has been updated as of August 1st this year. Nice. Yep, so this is definitely going to work. All right. Excuse me, I'm sorry. 
I'm going to tell you the truth. I woke up with a start at 1 o'clock this morning. I have not been able to go back to sleep. So as soon as the show's over, I go to bed. <laughs> That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, this is from Hostile World. And basically, it's like this. It's time to take a trip around the world and delve into all the weird foods our species like to chow down. Unfortunately, the world isn't only full of those tasty breakfasts we spoiled you with a while back, if only. Consider this a public service and an education to save you from shock when you come across these, the 50 weirdest foods from around the world. And we start with chicken's feet in East Asia, Caribbean, South America, and South Africa. Let's see. Considering how many places it's eaten, perhaps it's unfair to deem this weird. Still, it's made mostly of skin, making it a little gelatinous in texture. They're pretty tasty when flavored properly, but the bones get on your nerves after a while, <laughs> which is true. And then, of course, number two, we have the we have the great Scottish haggis. <laughs> haggis. Yep. Yes. A sheep's heart, liver, and lungs minced and mixed with onions, oatmeal, suet, and seasoned with salt and spices cooked inside the animal's stomach. If that doesn't sound appealing, I just don't know what will. <laughs> and I will tell you something. One of my co-workers, um, he has been on vacation. He had genuine haggis in Scotland. So. It's a very popular Scottish dish. Mm-hmm. He's a tenant about that when he's at Dragon Con. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, let's see. Number three, tripe all over the world. Let's see. The stomach lining of various animals with a sponge-like honeycomb texture looks like some weird kind of seed plant life and has a peculiar and not entirely appetizing rubbery texture. Serve them with various sauces to add flavor or simply with an accompaniment like onions. And then next up we have Cash, which is spelled K-H-A-S-H, I don't know if it's cash, kosh, kahash, or something. But this is from Middle East, Eastern Europe, and Turkey. Let's see. So, this is a pretty gruesome little dish made up of stewed cow's feet and head. <laughs> it was once a winter comfort food, but it's now considered a delicacy. The writer is sure it's fine, as lo- so as long as you don't mind that grinning skull staring at you through its cold, dead eyes. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, boy. Now, I'm used to eating tuna, but how about tuna eyeballs out of Japan? <laughs> yeah. Although it sounds nasty, apparently it's rather tame, tasting pretty similar to squid or octopus. None of the gunk you'd normally associate with slicing up eyeballs. <laughs> then we have black pudding or blood sausage from Africa, the Americas, Asia, and Europe. Pretty widely available, really. Still, there are a large number of people who find the idea revolting. And some people they are, as the finished product is tasty. Congealed blood cooked up with various natural flavorings, thickening agents like suet and breadcrumbs, are stuffed into a... Something, Shirley. 
Shirley. Oh, dear. Well, while I attempt to uh, figure out what's going on, um, as I was saying earlier in the show, I uh, have been working on a topic for next week's Secrets of the Unknown, and I should know tomorrow, hopefully, uh, whether I've secured, uh, I guess, for that episode. And uh, I think you guys are going to like it. I, I know a little bit about the property. I know a little bit about some of the haunts of the property. Back. I'm, I'm back. Oh, I'm welcome back. That. And she's back, so I'm going to hand the reins back over, back over to, to Shirley there. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. But appears my internet is playing games again. And guess who just joined in? If I... Hello. Oh, damn it. Oh, damn I made it. it. Yeah, a little late, but I made it anyway. Yeah, but hey, let me do this way. Uh, my direct connect just quit on me, like literally, like two minutes ago. Okay, you. What all have you? What all did I miss before I go into details about? Um, let's just say you've missed some rather disgusting foods. You mean worse oh, than yeah. the worse than the um, stir fried dung beetles? Yeah. Let me explain that to Tim. I okay. used to watch Bizarre Foods all the time, Tim. And I I've forget seen a few where, episodes. I forget where he was, but he went with the people, and they went out and found the biggest, freshest pile of dung. And they go after the dung beetles that are in the pile of crap. And they take them back, they rinse them off, and they fry them. I don't think I would want to eat something that sole diet is a pile of shit. But uh, a lot of these gross things, these gross things that um, you see like that, a lot of it is out of necessity. What may sound Mm -hmm. gross to us... Is out of necessity for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I just got through eating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad mine, mine was At least you missed the worst part of it. Well, uh, give me the Reader's Digest condensed version, please. Okay. Uh, bull penis. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, Andrew Zimmern's yeah, been bull- there, done that. Andrew Zimmern's been yeah, there, done uh, that. Yeah, let's see, there's a fried fruit bath and fruit bath soup. Now, that wouldn't be so bad, providing they do, some of these bat, some of these dishes that uh, use rodents, mm-hmm. they include the head. So you have these little yeah. bitty, beady eyes looking up at you. That's why my mom won't oh, eat yeah. whole shrimp. That's why my mom won't eat whole shrimp. Cooked shrimp with the heads on because they stare at her. Ah. Uh, they stare at her. But. And the shrimp stares. Be careful. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah. 
Oh, I put the links in the chat room, so you you be able to find out what they are. Okay, now this is a surprise for me. Uh, number seven is spam. Spam. Yeah, I, I like a good spam. Mhm. Yeah, I like a good spam sandwich. Well. Yeah. Well, let me see what it says here. The famous mystery meat. It said that it was made from chopped pork shoulder meat, ham pota- and potato starch, but who knows what else what ends up in there. But of course you know where you know what you know what US State has spam as a staple? Hawaii. Hawaii. Because I recall I recall an episode of uh, Diners Driving and Dodge when Guy was actually out in a place in Hawaii where they had a lot of dishes made with spam. Oh my yeah. So anyway, next up from Iceland we have Hot Carl. So, oh, this gonna like this one. Uh, the rotting carcass of a Greenland or basking shark. It's buried underground in a shallow pit and pressed with stone so the poisonous internal fluids that allow it to live in such cold waters can be drained out, making the meat safe to eat. After this, it's hung up to dry before being cut into strips and served. With the smell that's described as a more rich and a strong fishy flavor. It was described by Anthony Bourdain as the single worst, most disgusting, and terrible-tasting thing he'd tried. Oh. Oh, there there was one that Andrew tried. It was some sort of fish. I forget what it's called. But they Mm -hmm. treat it with lye. Yes, the same type of shit you use, the same type of shit you use in Drano. Yeah. And I thought fermented beans was bad. Ugh. Yeah. Are we making you barf? Getting close. No, hey. Sorry. The, hey, hey. Guess what? What? Um. Hey, the subject of, for tonight is totally gross foods, isn't it? I I just got through with dinner and it's... Just because I approve the topic doesn't mean I'm going to get grossed out. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, next up is Sir Stroming from Sweden. Of course, we just talked about it, but here's how it actually works. Baltic sea herring fermented with just enough salt used to prevent it from rotting. Mainly found tinned in brine these days. When opened, it releases such a pungent aroma that it actually that it usually needs to be eaten outside. Sounds so delightful. Oh yeah. Then, oh my. Yeah, then, then we then we mentioned this earlier: the century egg, or the hundred-year-old egg, or the thousand-year-old egg. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's either the century, yeah, century millennium old, but this egg is pretty rotten. After being preserved in a mixture of clay, ash, and quicklime for a few months, the yolk turns a dark green or even black and slimy, while the white has turned white has turned to a dark brown translucent jelly. Apparently, it smells strongly of sulfur and ammonia, but tastes like a hard-boiled egg. Until you breathe out, that is. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Stinkheads out of Alaska. Oh, that's the one, I think, where they take the fish heads and bury them mm-hmm. right at the tide line. Yeah, that's it. Right at the tide line. And let... Uh, go yeah. ahead. 
Yeah, anyway, this is a quick one. The fermented head of a king salmon buried underground in for a few weeks and eaten in a pungent, putty-like mush. Can't see it? Yeah, right, that's it. Have, yeah, then we have Shiokara in Japan. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Now, this really does sound bad. A dish made of pieces of meat taken from a selection of sea creatures served in a brown, viscous paste of their own salted and fermented viscera. Oh, oh, the writer forgot to say. It's all served wrong. You enjoy uh, when I grab a bucket. <laughs> oh, kind of like very weirded out sashimi. Yeah. All right, next up we have Jingleed from Thailand. Of course, Jingleed is actually grasshoppers. Now, oh, yes, this is a big old grass. Yeah. It's a big old grasshopper seasoned with salt, pepper, power, and chili, and fried in a big wok. It's a little like hollow popcorn skin, except a little juice squirts out when you bite into it. Nice. Okay. Um, here's the next one. I have a girl with wasps around the house. Well, in Japan, they make wasp crackers. Wasp crackers. Oh, my. Yep, wasp crackers. Yep, you guessed it. It's a biscuit filled with wasps. Think chocolate chip cookies, only the insects replace the chocolate chips. Apparently, the digger wasp, which the biscuit contains, has a pretty mean sting. I wish your tongue good luck. Um, I, I'm sorry I keep referring back to bizarre foods, but it fits with the subject we're talking about tonight. Oh, hey, that's fine. Andrew went to this marketplace, and this guy was running a booth where he was trying to get people to try alternative protein sources. So he made cookies using flour that he made by grinding up crickets, Yeah, round cricket flour. And if Andrew didn't know... You know, if Andrew did not know, know what he okay. was eating. Yeah, okay. That's it. Next up is Fried Spider from Cambodia. <laughs> so, Fried Spider is a regional delicacy popular in the Cambodian town of Suan, prepared by marinating it in MSG, sugar, and salt, and then frying it in garlic. Apparently, it has more meat on it than a grasshopper, but also has brown sludge in the abdomen, which of mainly inner eggs and excrement. Yum. Now, go ahead. You know what? I could have done without hearing the excrement. Well, that was in the sentence. And that is part of the topic of tonight's show. Uh, Ping exactamundo. Yep, anyway. Next up is Wichity Grub out of Australia. What? Part of the Australian bush, <laughs> yeah. bushmeat family, this was another sequel of indigenous Australians in the desert. These can either be eaten raw when it tastes like almonds or lightly cooked where its skin crisps like roast chicken and its insides take on the look and consistency of scrambled eggs. Oh, boy. And you got to survive. Yeah, and you got to survive, though. Then we have Escamol in Mexico, also known as insect caviar. This dish is the of the edible larvae and pupae of ants, harvested from the tequila or mezcal plant. Considered something of a delicacy, it is said to have the consistency of cottage cheese 
and a buttery, nutty taste. And then we have Bayon Deggy from South Korea. Mmm, lovely, lovely silkworm. Simply boiled or steamed and lightly seasoned. This is a popular snack all over Korea and usually sold from street vendors. Apparently they taste like wood, if you've ever tried wood. Then, of course, we have the popular escargot from France. Of course, it's snails cooked in a sauce of white wine, garlic, butter, and parsley, served in shells. Said to have a similar consistency to mussels or clams, though the right of some of them is pretty rubbery. Perhaps best to try in a decent or reasonably priced restaurant rather than the Pate version ballot backstreet in Hong Kong. Let's see, then there's the Sago Delight in Southeast Asia. Uh, edible, uh-oh. Edible mm. When raw or meaty, and like bacon when cooked. Generally seasoned and flavored in the same way as the other Southeastern Asian Kiwi Carly favorite, Jingweed, and served alongside. Uh, his, the writer's friend gazed when she ate one and said it was pregnant, a braver being than a braver being than me. <laughs> then the African stink bugs. Oh now, oh please, do you have to read yeah. that one? Oh. Actually, hang on. Used to flavor stews or eaten on their own, stink bugs are said to have a crunch to them and taste a little like apple. Prepared by boiling apples. Yeah. Prepared How can anything with stink in their name taste like apples? Well, hold on. Hold on. Prepared by boiling, the bugs release defensive pheromones that last ditch effort to survive. And while it hurts the eyes, it's no more successful than the onion's weak survival attempt. Then we have the mopane worms of southern Africa. <laughs> the what worms? Mopane uh, worms. Big fat juicy worm that's said to be full of meat, although traditionally dried and smoked to preserve, I mean, or smoked to preserve, they are usually dehydrated and cooked with tomato or chili sauce to flavor. According to an American couple who tried the dish on the food network, it tastes like honey barbecue chicken. One to give a go. That's not bad. Let's see. Then, of course, there's the world-famous tequila worm in Mexico. Not actually found in tequila, but rather the cheaper cousin, mezcal. It says the legendary hallucinogenic properties of the worm are pretty much non-existent. All a marketing gimmick, you fools. <laughs> then, oh, course, oh my. You, you know what it means if you eat the tequila worm? What's that? Tradition has it that the person who gets eats the tequila worm at the bottom of the tequila bottle, it's a sign of machoism. Uh, all right. Well, next up is Marmite or Vegemite in the UK, New Zealand, and Australia. Made from meat extract, a byproduct of brewing beer, Marmite or Vegemite, as it's known in Australia, is essentially the slurry from the bottom of the barrel that most breweries just throw away. It's a sticky brown taste with a concentrated salty flavor that's usually spread on toast or eaten with tea. People are either love it or hate it. The writer hated it. Let's see. Then I the got a fr- I got a friend. I got a friend who eats Marmite on toast for breakfast. Well, My well, friend, well, the, 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 you know about him, Shirley? Yeah. My mm-hmm. friend, um... Stewart, right? Yeah. My friend Stuart, he's eating Marmite. Mm-hmm. He showed me his Marmite on toast. His parakeet seems to like it, to nibble on it too. 
Yeah. Let's see. Well, next up is pickled egg out of the UK. This is summed up in the name. This is a hard-boiled egg that, that's been left to go cold and stuck in a jar of vinegar. The sour liquor penetrates right to the heart, meaning the powdery yolk in the center is uncomfortably sour. Uh, my well, you okay. want to know something? Oh. You want to know something? What? If you leave a hard-boiled egg in a in some vinegar long enough, it will turn into a bouncing ball. Been there, done that. Uh, been there, done that. Got the button. Got the T-shirt. Yeah. All right. Next up is bird's nest soup out of Southeast Asia. Uh, this Asian delicacy is made from the nest of the twiglet bird, who instead of collecting choice for instead builds it out of its own gummy saliva. It's so hard when exposed to air. Usually, the built usually built high up on cliff faces. Harvesting them is a dangerous business, and many people die each year. Whether its rummy taste is worth this human sacrifice is yet to find out. The next okay. one is the famous poo out of Japan. That's famous watch. You kind of skipped out on me Who there you? for a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Made famous by the Simpsons, this little delicacy has the potential to be deadly if prepared incorrectly. As such, only chefs that have been drilled to perfection are allowed to handle the serving of this puffer fish. Still, it's said to make one mean little sashimi dish. Yeah, that, uh, from what I've heard, the sashimi, the chefs have to apprentice mm-hmm. for at least seven years before they can serve fugu. That's correct. Yeah. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, anyway, next up and the reason is why is because they have to get it right or it's deadly. Yeah, there's certain parts of the fugu's anatomy. I think the liver, there are certain parts that if you get even the least little bit of it into the sashimi mm-hmm. and you serve it to a customer, yeah. the customer is anyway, as good as dead. Yeah, well, i got to speed this up because we're, because I got I still have uh, 23 left to do. Uh, let's see, uh, steak tartare out of France. Is yeah. uh, French will still ask foreigners over and over again if they know what they are getting themselves into, but surely this is pretty well known now. As we have a good quality raw ground beef served with onions, capers, raw egg, and seasoned with Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Well, actually, they have Worcestershire here, not Worcestershire. Okay. But anyway, uh, in other continents, usually with rye bread or fries on the side. Consider he likes the steak served blue. This is always the next on the step. And it's actually not bad for him. Well, yeah. Meat out of Japan. What meat? <laughs> Cherry blossom meat. Okay. Okay. That doesn't sound yeah, actually, too bad. Yeah, but hang on. Interesting one to bring up after the whole European horse meat scandal. Well, it's the same version most people do to horse meat. You also recognize the insincerity. Uh, once horses were companions of transport, now they are the playthings of rich people. Or have something of a nostalgic attachment. Anyway, cherry blossom meat is actually raw horse. Served either on a bone or as part of cookie. It's said to be low in calories and low in fat, but it's not something the writer could see himself trying despite favoring the raw flesh of cows. <laughs> okay, yeah. Then, of course, we have, then we have frog legs out of France, Southeast Asia, and others. 
Uh, basically, the back end of back legs of a frog, grilled baked spider stew with a texture of chicken with a very faint taste of fish. It's one of his favorite kind of meats. Try it with chili as part of a Cantonese cuisine or roasted and served with a garlic and cream sauce. Beautiful. Now, well, my mom, uh, my, hey, I have eaten frog legs. If they're prepared mm-hmm. right, they are good. My mom cooked up some fresh frog legs. And guess what? Mm-hmm. what? They, they danced in the skillet, literally. Yeah. Okay, well, next up, brace yourself for this one. Kangaroo. Okay, bush meat for the Aborigines, probably. Historically, mm-hmm. the stable meat for indigenous Australians, kangaroo is high in protein and low in fat, making it a pretty healthy choice. It's gamey in flavor and served in multiple ways, from a civil steak to sausages or burgers. Although some animal groups are against the hunting and harvesting of kangaroos for meat, many ecologists see farming native animals as a much as much better for the fragile Australian rangelands. And cattle, and it could massively reduce greenhouse emissions. I agree with that. Let's see. Then we got crocodile in Australia, Southeast Asia, Africa. And only harvested for season. One for all you Jimmy Nail fans out there. Crocodile meat is considered a delicacy in many places around the world. Supposedly tasting like a cross between chicken and crab. Although crocodiles are protected in many parts of the world, crocodile meat is be farmed so it's sustainable if not particularly kind or natural. Then, uh, well, Jenna, I've had alligator one. meat. Yeah. Well, guess what, Janet? I think you and I have had this one. Southern fried rattlesnake. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe not southern fried, but we have had rattlesnake meat. Yeah. The only disadvantage to having that. rattlesnake meat is all their bones. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong I with rattlesnake meat. Mm-hmm. A favorite in the southwestern United States is said to taste a little like frog legs. Experts advise uh, boiling the meat off the bones before dipping in egg and covering in seasoned salt mixed flour and breadcrumbs. Deep fat fry and munch away. Now, this next one would probably hit Mike right in the field. Guinea pig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. A strange one because, again, he sees this as kind of wrong. Yet he knows over in that area, guinea pigs in all sorts of medical tests and experiments are just far worse. Typically served as whole or let's see, typically served whole and roasted or in a casserole. Guinea pig is said to have similar flavor to rabbit. Okay. Yeah, and then there is turtle soup, China, Singapore, and the United States. Uh, made using the meat, skin, and innards of the soft-shelled turtle in East Asia or the savvy turtle in the United States. This is considered something of a Chinese delicacy. However, after seeing turtle slaughtered in the Hong Kong wet market, he vowed never to eat the dish. That, in fact, Shredder always threatened to turn the human to ninja turtles into turtle soup, the bastard. <laughs> oh my. Then we got starfish out of China. Served dry and covered in hard and spiny armor, this isn't a snake you'd want to bite into. According to online accounts, you want to break off a leg and peel open the skin to get at the green-colored meat inside. Hopefully, it won't regenerate in your stomach. Well, I did something more ten times worse than that. Have you touched on sea mm-hmm. cucumber? Yeah. Mm. No? I don't even know if it's in the list, but I know one thing that is, and Janet, you are familiar with this one, the Rocky Mountain Oysters. Oh, yeah, a.k.a. Bulls Balls. 
Yep, exactly. But the name, they aren't actually oysters at all. No, they are bull testicles deep in a batter of flour, pepper, and salt. So for cleaning purposes, it specifically for culinary reasons, it's, it's good to use the part of the animal that would otherwise be wasted. That being said, how? Then well, next we have um, balloons. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it all goes back to the old cowboy days when they were out mm-hmm. on a cattle drive and they branded their cattle. Mm-hmm. They had to castrate them, and rather than throw out the testicles, they cooked them and ate them. Oh. Yep. Right. Sorry, anyway, Tim. Up, yeah. Anyway, next up is Balut from the Philippines. A developing duck embryo that's boiled alive in its shell. As well as sounding incredibly harsh, it looks incredibly unappetizing. Still, it's a common street food and is usually served with beers. Uh, why does it have a stomach for it? Neither do I. Oh, uh, okay. You is- know what's even worse? If they miscalculate what? how old the egg is. and you- Andrew opened up an egg, a balut. He uh-huh. found a half-formed duck fetus in the doggone egg. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, well, bring yourself to this next one. Dragon in the Flame of Desire from China. Now, this rather elaborate name above can be simplified down to Yak's Penis. Let's see. The Guolizhuang restaurant in Beijing's most infamous dish is it's simply a Yak's Penis roasted and served in elaborate fashion on a large platter. Let's see. Then we have Shirako in Japan, another fancy name for animals' reproductive organs. Shirako is essentially a cod's sperm sack. Apparently, soft and creamy things you can have. It's served up. I think. I think. You better condense the list a little more because I think we're kind of grossing out poor Tim. Don't worry, there's just 10 left. Can you make it? Yeah, Tim, can you make it? I don't know. Okay. I'll try. I'll try to go through some. Okay. Number 41 is Cobra Heart from Vietnam. And place a still beating heart into a shot glass of its own blood. You sink it while it still pumps away. Hi? Okay. Okay. Now, we talked about Cassie Marsden from Italy earlier. That's the maggot cheese. <laughs> that is totally gross. Yeah, and I'll skip that over because we already read about it. <laughs> I'm then glad. The, yeah, then we have the yin-yang fish from China. A dish of extreme cruelty. Yin-yang fish is a fish that is deep fried and kept alive. A video can be seen of diners prodding at the face and eyes with its chopsticks while they eat to make the fish move. But its mouth and gills opening as it struggles to breathe. Truly horrific stuff. Now, that. Peter would love that. Mm hmm. Let's see. Then we have Sanaji from South Korea. Another one of the right time on the cruelty scale. This dish involves hacking the tentacles off a baby octopus and serving them up to the customers, still wriggling. We can take the source, then on occasion, the tentacles get and choke the consumer. They have suckers on those things. Didn't you realize? Well, I know Andrew was eating a whole live little octopus. And mm-hmm. his host, it was in Korea, 
stroked down the tentacles, dipped the head in sauce, and popped the whole thing in his mouth. Andrew did the same thing, and you could see the tentacles trying to get out of his mouth. Yeah. Okay, well, next up we have drunken shrimp from China. Shrimps are both living and drunk, stunned in a strong wind called Bayou. Diners usually bite the head off first before consuming the bite. A horrible pursuit, not just for the cruelty aspect, but also for the, for the severe risk of per- oh God, paragon, paragonimiasis. That's a horrible disease. All right. Anyway, next up is shark fin soup, also from China. Uh, it's delicacy in this part of the world, but the cruel and barbaric way in which the fins are harvested means no one should have any business supporting the industry. The fact that their fins are hacked from the sharks still living bodies before they get thrown back into the sea is definitely not worth it for the dried and congealed strands in some chicken broth. And I agree with that. I'll never eat it. Then we got bush meat from Africa. But it uh, includes flesh of wildlife like giraffe, lemurs, and even apes. It's a strange one considering how close an ape's DNA is to a human, almost on the verge of cannibalism. Not only is bush meat bad for conservation efforts, it's also believed to spread Ebola, if I believe that, and may be part of the reason for the current outbreak. All right, sorry about that noise. All right, let's see. Uh, next up is Wales, Japan, U.S., Canada, Greenland, Norway, Iceland. I've been announced for the countless detractors on the grounds of wildlife conservation and animal rights. Whale meat is still consumed in a large number of countries. The deaths of these endangered creatures are very quick and usually blood still goes on all over the world. Luckily, they get their own back, they get their own back after death. The meat is said to contain high amounts of mercury and other toxins, which can cause illness to fail and madness. Occupational hazard for hatters in the 19th century, mercury poison inspired the Mad Hatter character in the Alice in Wonderland stories. All right, uh, number 49 and 50, I'm just going to go out and say it. Dog and cat, and I'm not going to go any further. Good idea. Please don't. don't Uh-uh, I'm not going to go any further. I'm already kind of grossed out Um, enough. Well, (laughs) some of those things, they're out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, the last ones you mentioned, are macho shit. Yeah. You know, Agreed. are friggin' that's macho shit. I, that's what I just said. That's what I said. I'm just going to mention them. I am not saying anything else. Good idea. Yeah. And mm. one more thing. One more Finally thing got that piece of pork chop on them. Yeah. One thing before we go. Earlier in the show, I mentioned about there was something that had to do with raw sewage. Well, a truck in Northern California crashed, and it spilled a thousand gallons of raw sewage. Oh. Was it? Oh. Okay. Yeah, things got really smelly in a hurry. Let's just say, say, shit hit the fan. Yeah, well, this case, shit hit the road. <laughs> yeah. But, um, excuse me. You have to excuse my yawning. I've been up since, like, 1 to one thirty this morning. I could go back to sleep. Well, I know I won't be calling you. Okay. Uh. 
Thank God I have a strong stomach. I do too, but I darn near lost it. Some of those women a little too much information. Uh, well, the yeah. rattlesnake, Shirley and I stopped in WikiUp. And there's a little yeah. little gift shop slash yeah, little gift shop slash um, mini mart. And it had a yeah. restaurant on one side and I go, I wanna get brave and try rattlesnake? Sure. The trick is, mm-hmm. thank God we had half an hour, because it takes them that long yeah. to repair to prepare it. And rattlesnake is not as gross as as it sounds. Yeah. You know. I'll put it this way: it tastes like chicken. It tastes like chicken, but it's as bony as fish. Uh, more bo- more bony than fish. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, yes, we, if we have grossed you out, I mean, we warned you ahead of time, this is going to happen. <laughs> That's why I'm not such about it. Yeah. yeah. Matt and I approved the topic in the first place. Right. <laughs> but approving the topic doesn't mean I can't be grossed out by it. Well, hey. Yeah. You, you, you knew what to expect going in there, Tim. Yep, or I wouldn't have improved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right, know well, anyway. what to expect going in. Yeah, well, anyway, we're down the last two minutes, so I'll just let you know what's up. Uh, tomorrow, of course, is the Thursday free-for-all, and Friday we continue the summer of Naughty Madness. Yes. Which we only got two Naughty. more months of that, darn it. Oh, we only got about fine. another month and a half or so. It's too much. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But anyway, um, I'm just going to go ahead and start saying it right now. Please, let's see, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Our handle there is BCA underscore TIP. And follow us on the website, jennyfairways.com. If you ever miss an episode, because let's face it, life does happen, there are three ways to check that. First, it's app available on iTunes, Play, and the Amazon Kindle store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from Blog Talk Radio. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast around the airways, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So, with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, chicken grease. Everybody, have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Thursday free for all. Oh. One more little thing about accepting the bizarre foods in places like Japan. Uh-huh. If you're in somebody's house and they offer you something totally gross, if you don't take it, it's considered rude. That's correct. Yeah, I believe it. Ill-mannered. Yeah, I believe it. That is correct. All right. That is all for tonight. Have a great night. And remember, I get you m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Then we get Pound Chris. Pound Chris. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pound Chris. Oh, shit! Get that little twig. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, I'll let you use this one. No. Mm-mm.